afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Oh yeah, I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. We are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live. One of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. Hope everyone's having a good Thursday afternoon. How are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good, Benjamin. How about yourself? I'm doing I'm doing uh, really good. I just enrolled for my classes next semester, so I'm excited for my last semester here being at school. Of course, it is your last semester as well. Oh, yeah. Made Ready a to switch. be done. Yeah, made a switch over to Mike 2. <laughs> Let's go. Mike yep. 3 is done. They're, uh, we're subbing out. We are cutting them. They're demoted to the practice squad, and uh, we're back up to Mike 2 for All John right. over here. <laughs> so what's on the docket for today's show? Um, we are going to cover the NBA. They have their um, opening week this week, so hear a lot about that. We'll talk a lot about Panthers, talk a lot, um, Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, stuff like that. Talk a little bit of state football, um, volleyball, softball, soccer, golf, and some rifle as well. Yeah, rifle season is picking up. I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I just had uh, target practice for the first time over the weekend. With my dad, and that was like really, really fun. So mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll, I'll say it. It was, it was cool doing that with my dad. But I figured the most important thing that people want to know about is, of course, you and me. It's not NC State sports or sports that's going on, right? It's, yeah, it's our personal I lives. Mean, yeah, we are the content creators. So y- yes. So we enrolled for classes. So John, what is mm-hmm. what? Are, what are some of the classes you're in next semester? Um. All right. So I'm taking critical analysis of communication media. Sounds terrible. That Organizational sound communication sounds terrible. Advanced news and article writing actually sounds okay. Um, internet and society. That's an online class. We ironic- live in a society. Ironically enough. And I'm taking an exercise physiology and sports science coaching class, which I'm really excited for, as well as run conditioning and Pilates. So taking some PEs in my final semester. Just for just for the heck of it, just for the heck of it, trying to get back in shape. Yeah, because um, NC State only requires we take two, the mm-hmm. one hundred and the two hundred level PE. Yeah, this will be my fifth and sixth PEs. How many I'm hours taking. is that? That sounds like six a lot. hours. I mean, uh, I mean, total your whole semester because you named off like seven classes. Um, in total, it's seventeen hours. I'm taking, um, I'm taking a three twelve hours graded, a three hour class, and the two PEs pass fail. Oh, nice. So only 12 hours graded. Shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, that's actually, that sounds pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Classes on Friday? Nope. All right, there you go. That's and the, no, no, only PEs on Monday and Wednesday, too. So That's the that's the senior uh, getting to enroll earlier than everybody else. Oh, yeah. Well, my classes, I am taking Modern American History meets a requirement. I mean, I'm not really excited, but I'm not. I'm not hating it. That won't be terrible. I like history. Classes. I'm taking a uh, classic masterpieces of classical literature meets a requirement. Is that cla- that's CLA, CLA 320? 320. I've heard that's terrible. 210 is the one that's terrible. I've heard classical. they're all terrible. 
Well, I'm excited for it. The, the great distributions here. Let <laughs> me get, let me walk you guys through the process. By the time you're a senior, you'll be doing. John does this too. Most of the people past freshmen do this. You go on. You're like my pack. You look at grade distribution for the classes you're going to take. You go on rate my professor. Fantastic website. And look at the professor's ratings. And then you decide what class you're going to take. I got to be honest. I didn't do that this year. I just picked classes that fit the schedule I want because my GPA is so set in stone and I'm only taking 12 more hours that it's kind of like, eh, if I get a B minus instead of an A minus, it's not the biggest issue in the world. And anymore. that's true. And that, that was a little bit me as well as a senior. Again, mm-hmm. your GPA is kind of decided, but then also I don't care as much now. Definitely. Like sophomore, junior <laughs> year is that sweet spot where you're like, I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to do so well, mom. And then senior year, it's like, I just want to get, get out of the school and graduate. Oh, Love NC time. State. Yeah. Big time. Taking yeah. a business ethics class for my philosophy requirement. Okay. Ethics cool. and business. And then I'm taking a couple business classes. So that's that's me. No classes on Friday. So nice. Me and John, I'm you thinking keep the show on Thursdays next semester? Probably. Um we could move it to Fridays. We could move it to Fridays. As our but, only thing on Fridays? Well, I mean, that would be good because then we wouldn't be stressed out. Because I have class. I had class like fifteen minutes ago. Oh yeah. That's getting true. out of it. So I love how we're having we'll this discussion on air too. This yeah, it's great radio. <laughs> Senioritis, man. Senioritis. All right. In everything we do. <laughs> I swear, if I had a dollar for every day, John is just the first thing I see. John, the first thing he says, I hate school. It's just, it's, yeah. And I, I feel like a senior in school. I feel like a senior citizen because I feel like my ACL is about to tear and I can, I can sense it as I'm Yo, walking around. So I'm games. physically and um, mentally in pain. I'm just imagining like your dad <laughs> being old. That's right, Mr. Hinton. You're old. Being mm-hmm. old, listening to this show. Listening to us talk about being old, and we're both 21 years old. Yeah. My dad's in Texas right now. So oh, he I, could I be listening I online. I don't think he is. <laughs> well, he said enough mean things about me. I'm, I'm very confident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's made enough layups that you handed to him. Well, yeah, so I'll just go <laughs> ahead and say, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. He's old. Anyway, yeah. um, we're going to finally get to some sports here. Yes. Men's golf. We had the Wolfpack Intercollegiate. That is the home. I get, well, Can we say just meet? In golf. Tournament. Tournament. Tournament's the word. <laughs> Every time it's golf, I don't remember what the word is. Nice. <laughs> I don't remember what the word is, but anyway, that's over at Lonnie Pool Golf Course right here on Centennial Campus. Mm-hmm. Very, very beautiful uh, yes. place to play golf. But we actually won it, which was awesome, even mm-hmm. though we were second place going into the last day. Fell to third during that day, but shot eight under par in the last day to win the tournament. Yeah, we um, Campbell shot six over. We actually won the tournament by four shots. We had um, some really good finishes. Um, Christian Salzer finished second overall with a 204, um, five under, three under, and four under in his three matches. Benjamin Ship one under, three under, two under for a 210, tied at eighth. Max Steinlecker finished tied for 10th with a 211. Carter Graff tied for 23rd, and Easton Paxton tied. For seventy fourth, yeah, that was all. That was all the golfers that competed for NC State. Their scores were counted for the team, which helped us win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had four golfers compete on the individual level where their scores were not counted. They actually performed better than some of the guys that had their scores counted. Brett McLam tied for tenth with a two eleven, and Spencer Oxidine tied for twelfth with a two twelve. Thomas Steele and Andrew Wilmoth also competed and tied for fifty ninth, and then had seventieth. Next up, oh sorry. 
Next up, we have the Bank of Tennessee Intercollegiate, and that is the last match of the fall season because it gets too cold and the grass turns brown. Uh, team finished in a tie for sixth place. I was so I'm, I'm sorry. I was like the grass turns, and then I forgot what color you that forgot golf what color course, the glass what, what colors that golf tor- courses turn. Well, what what would be and the so, other options? White. Well, I mean gray. I have some white hairs. Tan, I noticed this. Tan. That's true. That's not a good sign. We'll get to that later. This is our <laughs> the last match of the fall season. It's John's um, fault. Team finished in a tie for sixth place, uh, led by Benjamin Ship. He had a second consecutive second place individual finish. Shot 13 under par, his best performance ever away from Lonnie Pool Golf Course. And it was the third best uh, as far as below par performance in school history. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even wasn't even able to win the tournament. Yeah, but. he he was by far our best finisher. Um, Christian Salzer tied for thirty two with a two fourteen two under. Max Steinlecker one over two seventeen. Carter Graff two over two eighteen. And Brett Brett McLam three over two nineteen. Yeah. So moving on to cross country, another sport that's wrapping up its fall season. We have the ACC tournament coming up mm-hmm. next weekend, but we had the Nutty Comb. Invitational over in Wisconsin, and the women really showed out, finishing third in a absolutely loaded field with a ton of ranked teams there. Top, yeah. No, you go ahead. Yeah, we finished higher than the two teams ranked ahead of us in the rankings, uh, number four, New Mexico, and number six, Utah. Yeah, in the first 2,000 meters of the race, we were in 11th as a team with only two runners in the top 50, but by the 6,000-meter mark, we had four of our five scores finish in the top 50, as a whole, we came in third over the last 6,000. Our top finisher was Ellie Hennes, of course, crossing the line 14th with a time of 20 minutes and 13 seconds. Julia Zatko, Kelsey Camille, Dominique Clermonti, and Sam Bush rounded out the top five finishers for the ladies. Up next, we had the ECU Pirate Invitational. I wonder where that was. That was the last meet of the uh, regular season for both the men's and women's. In the men's 8K, Tannis Baldwin, Peyton Barish, and Aris Epps represented NC State, and Kyle Durham ran unattached, which is the same as with the golf, where their individual scores are not counted towards the team's aggregate. Yeah, Aris Epps, he ran a 24-40 in the 8K. He paced the uh, the pack with a ninth-place finish overall. Baldwin followed shortly. He, um, he was just 18 seconds behind for 15th overall. Barish finished 60th rounded out our lineup at the meet. Yeah, and Durham, who was, again, competing as an individual, finished mm-hmm. in the top 20. He was had 19th place, and it didn't count towards the team's final. Yep. In the 6K, Marissa Bishop had, was the sole runner in the race representing NC State, and she crossed the line at 23-12.93, and that was 59th in a field of 140 participants. Sarah Latour and Lulu Black, they competed unattached, uh, Latour secured a third place finish of 21.01, and Black finished 10th with a time of 21.38. What is up with that? The runners finish like unattached. Like the one girl yeah. that had her score counted as 60th, and the two girls that are like, I'm just running on my own, finishing third and 10th. Hmm. Interesting. We would have had like a really good finish. I know. If if they had just decided to count it, it's like kind of like in fantasy football, who you're going to start. Yeah. That week? Kind of. Yeah, it honestly is. Like, tennis is the same way. You pick your top six, regardless of who's playing well at practice that week and, you know, things like that. Kelsey Camille, she was awarded ACC Freshman of the Week for the third time this season. And up next is the ACC Championship starting 
in on November 1st, and that's at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. Yep, so we're going to keep you up to date with that. Up next, we have rifle season getting underway for NC State. We started the season ranked number ninth. Um, I guess we could recap. There's not a lot of teams with, not a lot of universities with rifle teams. So right. that ranking sounds like we're amazing, and we very well could be, but mm-hmm. there's probably 30 or 40 teams in the whole country, I think. It's like being ranked, um, it's like being ranked in the top 50 for football. Yeah. Like if you, Got votes for the top 25, but you didn't get in. Yeah. There's only eight <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. Like, Right. We are not a... Technically, we're a top 10 team, but we're not a tournament team right mm-hmm. now. Based on the preseason ranking, wild. we played the VMI Cadets. We won 4,625 to 4,487, so a pretty good uh, margin of victory there to open the season. 1-0, we were led by sophomore Emily Fisher. She had a first-place mark in both air rifle and small war. That was... Also had the top aggregate score. She had a career high 589 out of 600 in air rifle. And then had an aggregate score of 1,167 out of 1,200. Mackenzie Sheffield made her collegiate debut. She finished fifth individually, completing the match with a 571 in small bore and a 583 in air rifle. Yeah, we had... No, go ahead. Four and 11... 54 overall aggregate score. Yeah, we had four total in the top 10 finishers with freshman Andy Burrow checking in. He had a seventh place finish with an aggregate score of 11.53, and Claire Zanti had a score of 11.50. It's kind of cool that in a co-ed sport like rifle, like mm-hmm. the girls are finishing better than the guys. Like, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Up next, we dropped six spots in the rankings despite winning our first match. We're now ranked 15 in the country. We we're playing number 17 <laughs> North of Georgia rifle, am I right? Yeah. We won you're though right. four thousand six hundred forty to four thousand five hundred sixty five in Reynolds Coliseum in our home match. Yeah. Uh the women took three of uh, the top three aggregate spots in the matchup. Emily Fisher um had a top score with eleven sixty eight. Mackenzie Sheffield set a career high to finish second, and Addie Burrow had an aggregate score of eleven sixty, which was good for third place. Yeah, Clara Zanti and Aaron Tinter um, also rounded out as the top five finishers for Rifle. So that's mm-hmm. that's the latest and greatest with NC State Rifle. Up next, we had a really fun week in uh, men's soccer because uh, among that, Pablo Pettigrosa, a uh, freshman defensive back for us, was named number 17 best freshman in the country by Top Drawer Soccer out of 100. And he's played in every game this season except for the first one. He started the second one. And he hasn't looked back. And he also has... Two go- two goals for us from that back line, yeah. Um, been playing pretty good. Been um, part of that good recruiting class that we had um, coming into yeah. NC State. Um, we have a really good one next year, and then we still have David Loera and Leon mm-hmm. Croft and Gat- uh, Gabe Machado is a senior, so we have a lot of talent on the soccer team, and yes. we're playing very well right now. Yes, and they played very well against Duke. Um, they did. Draw in double overtime, which was their second straight double overtime draw. You knew that if you'd listened to last week's show. Um, State had 60% of the possession and outshot Duke by a final count of 11-8. to But um, we did not score. Final score, of course, was 0-0. to Yeah, Vinny Duran had two saves. And at that point, we had 220 consecutive minutes without allowing a goal. David Norris really saved the game for us. Having a shot, he cleared off the back line. Um, in the closing seconds of the second overtime. We did score against Elon. We won 3-2 to two in a thriller of a home game. We were down 
zero to two, but ended up out shooting Elon by a seventeen to ten margin. Of course, scoring the last three goals and uh, taking the ultimate lead, the win. That's yeah, that's what ultimate means. Yeah, I, like, I thought you said taking ahead. the ultimate lead. Taking the like last lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Well, we had eight corners to Elon's <laughs> six, and this was a very physical match with a combined 25 fouls and seven cards. Eventually, Elon's score was ejected after his second yellow card. Two yellows equals a red. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Elon down at this point in the 72nd minute, down 3-2, had to play the last few minutes of the match down a man. Yeah, it was kind of an explosion of goals in the second half. Nobody scored in the first, but then there were five goals in 20 minutes with Elon scoring in the 49th and right again in the 51st. But Gabe Machado had his second goal of the season to put the pack on the board. Yeah, he had a free kick from 40 yards out. And usually if you watch soccer, everyone kind of piles up in that uh, six-yard box and someone tries mm-hmm. to get a head or a foot on the ball. No one did, and it bounced at the six-yard box past the keeper. So Gabe Machado with his second goal and uh, got us within one. Just one minute after Elon scored mm-hmm. two goals. Pepe Garcia oh, yeah. tied the game in the 58th minute. Now, this goal was a real beauty. So, Ivy Brisma played a ball into the box to David Loera, who is a magician. He stops <laughs> on a dime. He can manipulate the ball in any direction he wants. And once again, this is the second time this season he's done it. He just turned and swiveled his whole body. No look pass. He was on the right post with a defender in his face and did a no look chip shot to the left post with Pepe Garcia running in and just heading it into the open net. Because the keeper had to dive for David Loera's pass, it was just pure magic. You have to you have to see the clip on Twitter. It was amazing. It w- it was. I did see the clip on Twitter. It was a pretty fantastic goal. Um, that was of course the equalizer. Kuda Musque had the game winner in the 69th minute, which is his team leading fourth goal of the season. And this one was almost as good too, because Tyler Gabura now has five assists for the team, mm-hmm. which leads the Wolfpack. But he had a free kick. From like 40 or 50 yards out. And it was the same deal. Everyone gathering at the six yard box. But this time the keeper came out and kind of got caught in no man's land. Whether he was going to try to punch the free kick away. Or stay in goal to defend a shot. And Musquay was facing Gabera and did just a flick shot. A flick header. Flicking his head. So it wasn't. It was a very difficult shot. And he just. Finesse goal. He arched it over the keeper too. It wasn't like one of those headers that like is a goes down. Yeah. Like, it's in- extremely difficult, and it was a game winner, so the fans that were able to be at the game witnessing five goals in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. three goals by NC State unanswered to get the win. Heck of, heck of a game. Soccer's exciting, man. Um, NC State now 7-2 and two at home on the season. They are 21-4-6 and six since the start of 2017. Yeah, so if you go to Dale, you're a 77% chance to see a, a win. Exactly. And then... Half of the non-wins are ties. So, yeah. So, yeah. Low percentage of seeing a loss. Yeah, so go. Basically, unless Wake Forest comes to town, oh, pretty much. Yeah. So, Elon scoring in the 49th. That counts for football, too. Yeah, unfor- <laughs> unfortunately. And basketball. Football and football. So, yep. Elon broke a 268-minute streak of not conceding a goal for us, which before the Wake Forest game, where, again, they scored, like, a bunch of goals in, like, 20 minutes the last two were scored in five. So other than like some isolated 15-minute periods in our games, we've had like 500 minutes of not allowing a goal. Mm-hmm. So when they score on us, they score in bunches. Yes, incredibly impressive. It's like uh, when you see a quarterback with a, a streak of no interceptions. And then he, like Kyle Allen. Yeah, exactly. 
which will probably be broken on Sunday. Well, we just jinxed it. Yeah. Do we get credit Reverse for an jinx. announcer's jinx? Like, are we a big enough? I think we're personality jinx. Like, we're like Skip Bayless. Like, Skip Bayless, like, the Cowboys are going to dominate, and then they get killed. But and they dominated, like, though. Well, they did, but that was just an example. Yes, I know what you're saying. Anyway, <laughs> up next for us, we have on the road to Syracuse. We're going to play at 7 p.m. That is Sunday night, so you can uh, watch that on ACC Network Extra. Mm-hmm. For the women's soccer, we didn't have as good a week. We fell on the road to the Pittsburgh Panthers, so that's an in-conference loss. Pitt went up 2-0 in the first half, and we really didn't recover from there. Leah Hall-Robinson did score for the pack. Um, she um, headed one into the um, into the net with her second career goal in the 41st minute, which came off a of Lulu Guttenberger corner kick. Um, we dominated the second half with nine uh, of our 17 shots on goal, but just could not get one to go in. Nine saves in 45 minutes for that mm-hmm. keeper, and she finished the day with 11 saves. So Pittsburgh can really credit that win to her. Up next, we host Syracuse tonight at 7 o'clock at Dale Soccer Field, and then we host Notre Dame Sunday at 1 o'clock. I think that's the last weekend for the fall semester that we're hosting um, women's games. I mm-hmm. think the men's season might last a little bit longer, but I'm not certain on that. But don't quote me. Okay. Up next I on will. softball, another sport that splits their season into yes. two seasons. We concluded our fall season undefeated. Yeah. Um, like he said, um, they split their season. They'll pick back up in the spring when it's warm. They actually just completed their schedule. They won 14-2 to against ECU on Saturday in a game where they had 15 hits, a couple errors, so pretty good um, run scoring percentage based off those base hits. Uh, State went up 2-0 in the first inning, never looked back. Sidney Nestor pitched six shutout innings and struck out nine batters during her time on the plate. So pretty good showing overall for the pack. Yeah, softball is completely dominated in this very short fall oh, yeah. season with double-digit runs, I think, in every game and just blowing Actually, they've out. they had five runs in all eight games. Five runs? Five runs in all eight games. Okay, well, yep. so a lot of the games they had double digits too. Yes. So the offense is not going to be a problem for the softball team and going undefeated because, again, since we've been doing this show, they've been middling around 500 mm-hmm. and really had some ups and downs. So it would be cool to see um, them really take off. Yeah, they um, they also their last two games of the fall season were a doubleheader against Wingate. Um, State won the first game nine to one, and the second game seven to five. Between the two games, Angie Rizzi and Skylar Johnston each had two home runs on the day. Sam Rush, uh, Russ, Bridget Nordberg, Libby Whitaker, and Logan Morris all hit one as well to cap off a really great offensive performance in the fall season. State had um, five runs in all eight games, like I said, and hit a grand total of twenty one home runs. In eight games? In eight games, yep. It's over two homers a game. Well, two and a half, kind of. 2.375. Okay. I'm going to do the math. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to get my calculator. He did the math. Well, while he does the math, (laughs) we're going to move on to the next sport. Um, Volleyball, we had a 3-1 win on the road at Virginia, winning sets 1-2-5. and So despite what you heard on the show last week, you can win games without winning the fifth set. So maybe the fifth set wasn't um, too bad. So My was, math was wrong. It was 2.625. And I said two and a half. Yeah. So I, I, miss, I messed up the three eights and five eights, whatever. Yeah. Now we can't be on the I radio anymore. I used to be anymore. good at math, and then I went to college, and now I'm not good at math. <laughs> well, I mean, you went you went for communications, so you're not going to do math. We only had to take seven credits of math here. Yeah, but it's like the mental math that <laughs> I learned in like 
seventh grade. I, c- I don't think I could do the math I did in fifth grade. Mm. Like, you know, um, the multiplication. You are not smarter than a fifth grader. I'm not. But you know those multiplication tables or how many, or the addition ones where it's like how many you could do in a minute was right, your score? Right. Yeah. I, I would be terrible at I that could, I could actually do those. I could do those. But, but not math on the radio, John. No, definitely not math on the radio. Not under pressure. Yeah, so in the Virginia game, we had four players in double-digit kills. Jessica Kemp had 14. Laura Tinney had 13. Melissa Evans had 12. And Jada Parchment had 10. Evans and Parchment also had double-doubles with 10 and 15 digs, respectively. Yeah, State had a really dominant fourth set, uh, winning 25-18. to 18. They were up 20-12 to 12 at one point against uh, Virginia. So it was good to pick up a road ACC win against a team that actually had more wins than us. Yeah, that's... So, that was really nice. It's a positive. Since the next game, yeah. we went to number three in the country, Pitt, and we did, we were swept, which dropped us to 8-12 and 12 on the year. Yeah, State struggled to get going, scoring only 37 total points compared to Pitt's 75 and three sets. Jade Parchment had seven kills. She had the highest number of kills for us. Nina Sharpton did have 17 assists, but overall, Pittsburgh, uh, too much for the Wolfpack ladies. So up next, if you're looking for something fun to do on campus, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock in Reynolds Coliseum, we will be hosting the Boston College Eagles. And honestly, I don't think they're going to be very good, but I don't have any information other than that they're Boston College. Although I would not have guessed Pitt to be good. No, I would not have either. But, like, we were watching some volleyball. I was watching some volleyball on TV in one of the restaurants I was in, and, like, Notre Dame is good. Yeah, Nebraska is uh, really good. All these like mid- middle America teams mm-hmm. are really good at volleyball for some reason. Like the neck of America. Yeah, like they, the Great Lakes. I guess they can't go to the beach. Northeast. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. Do they have college v- beach volleyball? I think they do in like California and Florida. Like probably. Only, only states where it's really warm. So it's probably yeah. like rifle. There's just not a lot of teams that exactly. have them. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that like to shoot. <laughs> If you played volleyball, what do you prefer, beach volleyball or regular volleyball? Beach volleyball, without a doubt. Really? Yeah, because I can... I actually, I don't know. I, I think it's beach volleyball just because I like the being able to dive and not scrape up your arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. Well, it depends on, like, Tucker Beach here outside the studio. Sometimes yeah. there's corners where the sand gets very thin, and I've had... I've, had, I've scraped my elbow because I get all the way through, all the way down to the concrete. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me twice. That is... That actually hasn't happened to me at Tucker Beach. Well, maybe you just haven't been diving enough. Mm, maybe I'm so good, I don't need to dive. Okay, that's a valid point. Yeah. Wait, no, it's not. You're like, don't you? You still need to dive if the thing's out of your reach. Well, uh, it's if not going to not... be out of my reach because I'm going to know where it's going. That's why I'm so good. But there's only two people on the on the side if you're playing like regulation beach volleyball. Oh no, if you're playing out there on Tucker Beach, it's usually six on six. Yeah, that's true. I played more yeah, I'm right. volleyball the first um, week of classes than I have since then. Yeah, that's true. I thought, like, this is going to be me. I'm going to play volleyball at the, in the, the quad. the volleyball guy. Yeah. I was decent. I'm <laughs> tall, so yeah, it was fun. But I also prefer beach because of the falling. I've seen some really nasty injuries in, um, yes. like, regular volleyball. And then you got to wear those knee pads, and I already mm. don't like my knees, so I'm not going to really <laughs> do anything with on-court volleyball. Mood. But it's still fun. Yeah, I agree. I don't like mine knees either. <laughs> All right. Anyway, a quick note about basketball. Nothing really new has happened except for Ace Koenig was named to the Drysdale Watch List, which is the award given to the best shooting guard in women's basketball in the whole country. So mm-hmm. she's in her senior year. Look for her to have a big year. She almost won the three-point contest in primetime with the pack, um, which is both the men and women competing in that. She actually got second. Yeah. And beating uh, Braxton Beverly. 
Yeah, it was the other, the new guy too was the one that won it. I forgot his name. Is it Floor or something like that? Because Be- Beverly lost to the new guy. He's like some. He's like a shooter. He's just six eight and like he just shoots. That's what he's gonna do for us this year if he plays at all. Pretty much. But he won it. Unfortunately, I was really pulling for Ace Pat Andre. He's a is he a freshman or is he one of those graduate guys? He's a graduate. I knew yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Knew it. You weren't close on his name. I don't. Well, okay, that's fair. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking. I think it's that time that we take a song break, mostly because okay. we're out of stuff. <laughs> and I actually have a few songs. I think, what are you feeling, more of a folk song or yes. more of a, okay, yes. folk? <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's this other song I have, Read Receipts, which is a bit of a, like a hip-hop style song that I've been listening to. How about you pick? Okay, well, I guess I Surprise shouldn't have me. even asked you. All right, Surprise you know what? Me. Yeah, you shouldn't have. I like both known. songs, so <laughs> I'm going to go with Read Receipts by Kyle Thornton, and uh, I hope you guys like the song. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers and uh, their upcoming game versus the undefeated 49ers and we're talking about the rest of the NFL and the NBA that season started up we're gonna hear some great overreactions from John maybe some from me yeah we'll see (laughs) but this is read receipts by Kyle Thornton to spit my best game, strutting in them true religions like it was a Sunday, one day. I hope you call me back, but still waiting for a text, girl, what's next? Just wondering why you keep leading me on. It's been a week, if shawty you can even speak, I'm making friends with you every since. Maybe you're busy cause you're working on the night shift. Girl, I'm just looking for somebody I can vibe with. You like Trying to chill and boogie this some Marvin. Order up some Chinese, baby, if you starving. Kicking back and watching flicks, milk by the carton. Pardon me, darling, you're pretty as can be. But still no reply, and we on week three. But you ain't gonna waste my time. No, you ain't gonna kill my vibe. It's been a week, but shawty, you can't even speak. I'm making friends with your embassies. Maybe you're busy, cause you're working on the night shift. Girl, I'm just looking for somebody I can vibe with. Like icy, go out to a party or crank up that Atari. It's been a week, and shorty, you can't even speak. I make your friends with your rap receipts. Girl, you cute, but you ain't the baddest. I hope you know you got a bad habit. And if you find that's okay, just don't be mad when I'm always shorty. She's a Shawty, you can't even speak. I'm making friends with your embassies. Maybe you're busy cause you're working on the night shift. Girl, I'm just looking for somebody I can vibe with. Cool it like icy. Go out to a party or break up that Atari. It's been a week. And Shawty, you can't even speak. I'm making friends with your embassies. It's been a week. And Shawty, you can't even speak. I'm making friends with your embassies. 
Sports Show, Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. That was Red Receipts by Kyle Thornton and the company. Hope you enjoyed. See, I thought it was Read Receipts because I was thinking about like the receipts you get from the store. Would yeah. you like a receipt? No, ben I'm doesn't good. have an iPhone. So I don't. He doesn't know what Red Receipts are. I mean, I have apps that I text people on, like GroupMe or Snapchat. Oh, so I know. So you're what... just dumb. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not dumb. Thank you. You just have an Android. Okay. Which kind of means you're dumb. Okay. Let's start. Uh, At least I'm not owned by the by the machine. <laughs> uh, fair John. enough. Like me. Let's talk some state football. That wasn't pretty. I'll go no. ahead. I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah. All but, right. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Finally freed Leary though. He played. I yeah. think most of the second half, and he uh, looked good. Threw a couple of yeah three touchdowns. Three passes, touchdowns, and they the were se- all in garbage time. But he looked good. Who cares, man? Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Bailey Hawkman threw a touchdown too. Yeah. He also is to Boston not College. Good. He's not yeah. He missed yeah. Was, yeah, I know. I, I know. I no, I got it. I was just I was letting you finish the punchline. It but, was a pick six, guys. I know. <laughs> Bailey Hawkman stinks. Matt McKay stinks. Devin De- Leary might stink, but at least Wait. he's young. That's, he has some potential. And I don't even think he stinks. He, he's he just a gunslinger. He'll throw it down the field. He uh, completed, I think, less than 50%. But like his completions were good. He did have Again, a couple of drops. a gunslinger. I, I liked it. Yeah. I no, I loved it. I there's loved not it. a single student on campus. Not that they're trying to please the students at yeah. all. But there's yeah. not a single student on campus that has a problem with Devin Leary being the starter But you have forward. to wonder about... And, I'm happy with Dave Doran. He's done a great job with NC State. But you have to wonder why it took him this long to know who our best quarterback was. It seems pretty obvious. If you can't throw the ball, you are not a quarterback. If you throw pick sixes, if you throw touchdowns to the wrong team, you're not a quarterback. If you throw the check down three seconds in your progressions, you're not a quarterback. Quarterbacks throw the ball. Quarterbacks throw it deep. And they take risks. They take good risks. They throw touchdowns. You turn it into a Visco girl on air. Risks. What do you mean? Risks. 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 Ah, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> it's okay. You gave me your Hydro Flask, so Fair you don't enough. have it anymore. Yeah, so I passed it on to you. Passed the mantle. But I just, Devin Leary has to be the starter going forward. Has it been official yet? Uh, no, because we have a bye week this week. Comes at a good time. So it definitely comes at a good time. Um, our next game is against Wake Forest, Ooh. a ranked Wake Forest, probably a top three team in the ACC, if we're being honest. 
When's the last time Wake, Wake Forest was ranked? Uh, 2011, ranked? I think, what's, they won the ACC championship. What's or, the one coach that was there for a long time? I don't remember. I'm Jim Grobe? Maybe. I'm I think thinking. it's Jim Grobe, now that I'm thinking about it. I think it's Jim Grobe. Okay. I'm almost certain now. He was a really good coach for them, and then he retired because... Like he was tired of football and like he did. It was one of those deals where like, yeah, we love you, Jim Grobe, and we're glad you were here and thank you for your service type deal. Well, they're coached by uh, Dave Clawson right now. He's been good for them. Dave Clawson's been very good. Um, I actually might go to this game. It's in Winston-Salem uh, on November 2nd to see the beat down represent NC State. Are you going with your dad? Um, no, I actually might go um, with my cousin who lives down there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I'll have to get off work. But we'll see. Well, my um, uncle lives down there. Go watch the all the Wake Forest fans. They don't have a lot of student fans. Yeah. It's funny. They have just a lot of alumni and a lot of people that live in Winston-Salem are big Wake Forest fans. And they have, like, really loyal, older fan base. Yeah, my so, like, mom. They're very nice. Very my nice My mom people. and her three siblings all went to Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And, like, my uncle lives in Atlanta now, my Uncle Mike. And I have another uncle that lives in that area. And they're both just... Wake Forest all the time, even though historically they're terrible at just about every sport, I guess, Jim other Grobe. than soccer. Yep, Jim Grobe. Yeah, but those fans, I, I, it's weird that when you pointed that out, I realized it's like there's not a lot of students there, but the older fans, they mm-hmm. did something back in the day. Yeah, like my granddad is a, um, is a Wake Forest fan. He, no connection to the university. Just lives in Winston-Salem. Just a Wake Forest fan. Was there anything Kinda else cool. in Winston-Salem? Um, tobacco. They have a, yes, tobacco. Um, they got some mountains. They got... Um, a minor league baseball team. They have an HBCU. They have... Stephen A. Smith went there, right? Went to Salem State? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, the audacity. Unmitigated yeah, that's goal. That's about it. That was a terrible Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. It's just the words. That's Why the do, I don't even want to... I am so sick of you. I can't even look at you. That's Stephen A. Smith. That's pretty good, Stephen A. <laughs> nah, it's not that great. Um, but yeah, state kind of stinks. Uh, we have a bye this week, so we're not really going to talk that much into state football. We'll preview the Wake Forest game next week. Um, hopefully I get to go to the game. Um, but we're going to move on to NFL and some Panthers football. Well, I, I'm excited about Panthers last week because mm. we didn't lose. Yes. We, so we continue to be undefeated. Four straight wins. I'm most excited about this football team, not Kyle Allen really balled out in the Arizona game, and then since then, he's been a really good game manager. Yeah, he really has. And um, I don't think he's, you know, the he might be the ultimate future of the Panthers. Um, but I don't think he's like this Aaron Rodgers that where Brett Favre is like holding him back. Or Pat Mahomes. Where you ship off Alex Smith. Exactly. I don't think it's that kind of scenario. He's done very well. I think he's going to struggle against this 49ers defense on Sunday because I think they're the second-best defense in football to the Patriots. Um, What a coincidence. Both undefeated teams have the best two defenses. Um, But uh, they got Richard Sherman, um, Joey Bosa, an absolute beast. They've drafted a heck of a defensive line, too. It's all been guys they drafted. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're they're getting Joe Staley back this week, which will help in their pass protection. They just Man. traded for Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos. Um, now they do have a very run heavy attack, which actually is not as great for the Panthers because we have such a great pass defense. But I think we can force Jimmy Garoppolo into some bad throws. I think we can take advantage of him. I don't think he's that good. 
I think he's about where Kyle Allen is. I think both these quarterbacks are going to struggle. It's going to be a low-scoring game. You think that he really benefited from coming from Bill Belichick's system? I, I think he did, although I think um, I think he benefited while he was at New England, like making him look very good. He obviously got the big contract. I think Kyle Shanahan has a similar system. I think mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan's a really, really good coach. Isn't and it weird to think about Jacoby Brissett is better right now than Jimmy G? Honestly, it's not weird for me. I can see how it would be weird for people, though. I always thought Jacoby was going to be better. Um, just because I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people listening but are like, yeah, I knew Jacoby I'm would be biased, good. And I just, I don't know. Jacoby's, I mean, both Jimmy G and Jacoby are so cool. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Jacoby's just like, he's like a weird kind of cool. Like he like tweets about like conspiracy theories and he's like, whoa, like, wow. Whoa. You ever think about that? You know, stuff like that. Like, whoa moments. But. Yeah, I love Jacoby Brissett. I'm a big fan of just, obviously, when he was in school here, I didn't know much about him. Like, mm-hmm. his personality, I just watched him on Saturdays, and obviously, he was really good for us. But, yeah. like, the off the field, the fact that he doesn't have an agent, he's like, no, I'll get my money on my own. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. nobody taking 10% off. And yeah. I just have so much respect for that. No, I like that. I, um, I, I, I've been seeing a take from one of my favorite uh, sports, um, sports talk guys. He's with Barstool Sports, uh, Trill Withers. Um, and he says he's a big believer in the cool quarterback factor. And he says, like, if your quarterback is cool and he's good enough, you can win a Super Bowl. And if your quarterback's not cool, he's not going to be good. You think Peyton Manning is cool? Actually, no, I take that back. He's very he's cool. He's very cool. He's very Peyton cool. Peyton Manning is cool. Like, name another quarterback that's won a Super Bowl recently. Nick uh, Foles. Yeah, no one's cooler. So freaking cool. Like, he's just cool. And what, like, what are quarterbacks that are not cool? Like, I mean, like, like Gardner's cool. Gardner Minshew is so cool. And he's good. Mahomes is cool. Kirk Cousins, I don't know. Not I, cool. I really he will not win a playoff game. I don't, I don't think Mahomes is that cool of a guy. I feel really? like he's really awkward. I don't know, man. I think he's, I don't know. I just, I think he's cool. His dad played baseball. He's been around sports his whole life. But we're he talking about be, the cool guy factor. Now we're having to, but to that define is, that it. But that is part of the cool guy factor. I think he's like, he knows his voice is weird and he's kind of awkward, but I think that's what makes him cool. It's like the air he has, you know? He came into the league his his first year starting and he was making thro- left-handed throws while getting sacked. He's cool. Like, he he's not scared. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's cool at all. Yeah, but no one's no one's out here saying Kirk Cousins is going to win a Super Bowl. I don't know, man. He's been playing pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, two um, weeks since um, apologizing to Adam Thielen. Yeah, that, and that's not, not cool. And not like, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Kyle Allen, eh, he's pretty good. He's cool, though. Oh, yeah. You know, he's cool. Cam Newton is cool. Cam Newton is cool and very talented. That's why he won an MVP. That's true. You know, it's just... I feel I, like most quarterback Matt Ryan is not cool. Matt Ryan is not cool. He's one exception. Drew Brees is cool. Jameis is well, not Matt cool. Matt Ryan hasn't won a Super Bowl. Well, neither is Cam. Yeah. So it's more Matt Ryan did win an MVP. So Matt Ryan, one of the exceptions to this rule. Uh Russell Wilson. He's cool. No. Yes, he is. I, I, he's no. cool now. He used to not be cool. No, he's cool I don't now. think he's cool. He's I think cool he's now. fake. I don't think he's a cool guy. He's I cool think now. He just says what people want to hear. He sa- he spits out okay. the football isms like it's his religion. All right, what about Jared Goff? Nothing about him seems cool to me. Really? No, I think he's cool. I don't. Know, I don't know anything about him off oh, the field. Okay. All right. I mean, I know Aaron he, Rodgers. He was roommates with Cooper Cup. Aaron Rodgers. I think he's cool. He's so cool. 
I think he's not a great person. But he's still cool. Yes. And Mitch, often, Mitch Trubisky, not cool. Not cool at all. <laughs> we're just naming See, it works. We're just naming works, bad though. quarterbacks and then uh, saying they're Case not, Keenum. I not, think he's kind of cool. Eh, no, he's not cool. Undrafted out of Houston. He's not cool. And I think also any quarterback from Texas or or Georgia, like Matt Stafford, Colt McCoy, so so cool. I don't know if Stafford's that cool. I think Stafford's cool. You were just mm. talking about he's your beer pong guy. Yeah, a couple I, weeks okay, ago. I guess so. I guess so. Philip Rivers, not that oh, cool. Oh, super cool. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. I don't know, man. You don't get any cooler he than cuss, Phil, but he talks trash. That's amazing. Eh. You don't get cooler than Philip Rivers. I don't know. Derek Carr. Not, not cool. cool. Oh, no, not no. cool. Derek Carr might be the least <laughs> cool guy in the league. Yeah, he's just not cool. Um, Like, again, this the theory works. Deshaun Watson, he's cool. cool. He's cool. Um, Ryan Tannehill. No. No. Mariota. No. Uh, he's not cool at all. But he surfs. That doesn't mean anything. He's from Hawaii and he he's surfs. Not, I think he's, he's cool. He's not cool. Nah. He's quiet. I think he's a quiet. So he's cool. not cool. I think he's quite cool. What you you, do, Dis- you can't be quiet and cool. Disagree. I don't know, man. Not in the NFL. Hmm. Not in the NFL. What a discussion. It is an interesting discussion, and I think <laughs> it really is, though. We it just really is. Here like, naming no, the quarterback, but, but like, but really, like, I want my quarterback to be cool. You know, like, and it, it sounds really stupid. So, but like, all right, are we defining cool as you could go out no, with a night with not, the boys? There's no definition. There's no definition. Either you have it or you or you don't. Like, what's the guy's name from Oregon? Justin Herbert. I don't know anything about him. Okay, but he's with a, a name high, like highly Herbert, ranked I, scout. Exactly. I don't think highly he can be ranked cool. scout. Like, it's like I mean, I people are saying ranked. like, what if the Panthers like this hypothetical traded Cam Newton, um, traded up or traded Cam Newton for that pick, took Justin Herbert, and I was thinking like, why? And I don't want a jersey with Herbert on the back. That's just not cool. Kyle Allen, that's a cool name. Cam Newton, that's a cool name. Will Greer is even a cool quarterback name. I don't think Will Greer is cool. I don't think he's cool, but it's a cool name. I just... Gardner Minshew, awesome. Cool name. Nick Foles. I want my quarterback to be cool. It makes sense to you, right? Yes. You get what I'm saying. But, like, I'm just disagreeing. Like, for instance, you're saying Phillip Rivers is not cool and that Russell Wilson is. Okay, yeah, but those are individuals, but... Yes, you, know what, yeah. you do want a cool you quarterback. Gotta, I'd rather my quarterback be cool and good Wait, than uncool and isn't very this good. The, it, this, I think, could go into the theory about why quarterbacks are better looking than other positions because the good-looking <laughs> kids are the ones that are given the spotlight and handed the ball. Well, they're also, I guess so, they're also more um The cool kids leaders. play quarterback in the group because they're the leader. Yeah, the cool kid. I was the oldest when I was homeschooled Are you telling me you're the cool the kid, John? And I, I was the oldest, so naturally I was the cool one. I, like, set the example. So I was always the quarterback. That's just the way you're right. That's the way it goes. If your quarterback, your quarterback has to be an alpha, has to be a cool guy, can't be a beta guy. I'm trying to think about, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the leader of the team. I'm gonna name another quarterback. Andy Dalton, not cool at all. I think he's cool. Why? Red hair. No. <laughs> no. That's pretty much it. Every uh, everything I've seen him in Mike Duff. Baker. We've had this discussion. I don't think Baker's cool. I think Baker's cool. Um, I think he he's going through his like angsty teen Devlin phase. Devlin Hodges, the backup for the Steelers. Who oh, beat the super Chargers. cool. He's so cool. Duck he's call, not even good. World champion. But he's so cool. It's like, man, oh, I love of, having him as my quarterback. Cool. He's so cool. The guy on the 49ers <laughs> that came in on Thursday Night Football. Oh, Nick Mullins. Yes. He's so cool. He's not even good. 
Like I what you know? <laughs> we're gonna run out of time in the show wild. talking about. You're right. Cool. I'm sorry. We gotta. We gotta. All right. So first of all, sorry. I got a little bone to pick with you <laughs> because you had me at five, six, and one, and I was like, I think I went two and zero oh last week. So I went back and looked, and I did go two and zero, oh, which puts me at six, five, and one. Game and a half behind John because mm. he went zero oh and two last week. Yeah. I went two and zero. So to be fair, I picked some ambitious picks to help you. That's catch me up. every week, though. I pick ambitious picks. No, you didn't. Except for the locks, I don't do ambitious locks. So half your picks, half of half your picks, I picked are the Patriots to lose twice. A quarter of your upsets. picks are kind of ambitious. All right, let's do picks though. Um, What's your lock? Vikings over Redskins tonight. I yeah. I, I think this. I is, don't have to explain it. I saw this online. This is the first time since 1963. That two teams have switched quarterbacks in between meetings. Hmm. Like the last time they played in 2017, Kirk was the starter for Washington oh, and Case Keenum. I, yeah, I was confused as to what you were saying. That's interesting. They haven't played since, but they've exactly switched their starting That's quarterbacks. That's really cool. That is cool. Since 1963. But uh, my lock is the Colts over the Broncos. Yeah. Again, I said before the season, and it was kind of, you know, like I thought Jacoby Brissett would be an MVP contention. The mm-hmm. Colts would be really, really good. Again, I I believed he was going to be really good, but you know, you gotta have bold takes. And he is He's playing well. In a couple he has a couple more weeks like he had last week with over four hundred yards and he, four touchdowns. He's a top ten quarterback. He's in the MVP discussion and the Colts are a Super Bowl contender, especially with yeah. how bad the AFC is right now. Yeah. With only the Patriots. Honestly. And the Chiefs aren't even looking good the last couple weeks. But anyway. Upset of the week. What's yours, John? Panthers over Niners. I'm Love going to hear homer it. on this one. Yeah, I think we're going to win in the late game. What about you? I got the Cardinals over the Saints. Last time I picked the Cardinals, I think I'm 0-1-1 with picking That's Cardinals. That's a big L. I, well, the thing is, I Cardinals have won three straight. Kyler okay. Murray is balling out. And again, yep. I think I'm just, I'm just kind of feeling it. Also really hoping it because if the Panthers win and the Saints lose... It puts us tied for the division lead, so I'd love to see it. But Cardinals over the Saints, you heard it here first from me. So, John, you are one of the biggest NBA fans that I know. In the world. (laughs) In the whole world. So, NBA started up, what, Wednesday Mm -hmm. night? Yeah, Wednesday night was opening night. Uh, Last night, or sorry, Tuesday night was opening night. Is uh, They had the Pelicans-Raptors game and Lakers-Clippers uh, P- Raptors, of course, won, and the Clippers beat the Lakers. I did not see that coming, considering they were playing without Paul George. Um, Kawhi had thirty points in that game. Kawhi had thirty points, very efficient. Um, LeBron, AD were not that effective in the second half. Danny Green had twenty eight. They're blowing um, the team up, John. They're done. They're done. Yeah, they're done. That's actually trading one of LeBron. My, one of my overreactions. <gasps> no, my bad. Um, it's okay. Um. But I wanted to talk a little bit more like about the season predictions that we had. Yeah. Um, give me your MVP, your scoring champ, and your rookie of the year. I think Harden's going to get scoring champ again. Okay. I don't, well, actually, no. Now he's playing with Westbrook. I still think he'll get it. I really do. I think Westbrook's going to try to average like 18 assists a game. Mm. Like he's just going to really, he's going to try to. He's going to ham it up giving I would it to love James. to see it. It would be amazing to see. But like, I think Russell is a guy that does like padding his stats. There's a reason he has so many triple doubles. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not good, but he he is aware of his statistics yeah, of when course. he's going in and out of the games. And a lot more guys are aware of that now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say James Harden is my scoring champion. 
my MVP. I, I still want to say Zion, but he's going to miss time. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be MVP. I think LeBron is going to come back and win it. I think LeBron right. is going to have an MVP. And we know Zion's your rookie of the year, of course. Yeah, Zion is my rookie of the year still. Although, P.J. Washington last night, though. Mm. P.J. Washington played pretty well. Seven three-pointers. 27 points. Mm-mm-mm. What about you, John? My scoring champ is Kyrie Irving. I think it's going to be Kyrie Irving. I think he's going to go bananas. He scored 50 yesterday. I'm not saying that just because he scored 50 yesterday, but he's playing, obviously, this season without Kevin Durant. Um, the Nets really don't have any other uh, players to take the ball away from him. They do have d- good Joe scores, Harris. but they don't need the ball. Yeah, yeah. Joe Harris doesn't need the ball. He's catch and shoot. I think Kyrie's going to average like about 35 a game. I think okay. it's going to be really fun to watch. My MVP is um, Kawhi Leonard. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna like play most of the games and just dominate. And I think that's like one of the last things he hasn't done in his career. Kawhi not, man. Kawhi not. Uh and my rookie of the year, I gotta go with John Morant. I gotta go with John Morant. I'm a big John Morant fan. But we'll see. We're going with the top two picks for rookie of the year. So hot takes. <laughs> I think RJ Barrett has a chance as well. Zion, obviously, if he can get healthy. Um Tyler. RJ is gonna get good. the usage in New York for R- sure. I actually think he's going to get less usage than you think. Well, who does New York have? Julius Randle, Kevin Knox. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., Bobby Portis. They have players. They Bobby actually, Portis and Julius Randle are not guys that are going to get the ball a lot. Don't just no. Julius Randle, best Julius player on the team by a long shot. He's so underrated. Really? He is so underrated. Yes. Okay. Well, Big we'll underrated. see. I love Julius Randle. The Knicks are going to be bad, but. Overreactions. Yeah, overreactions. This week is going to be just John since I am not as much of an NBA fan, so I don't have any overreactions for you guys. And we're going for quality over quantity. And when I say, when I say, ooh, that, I didn't even cut the music off. We've been playing the music this whole time. Wow. Giving Spotify free money. Wow. I mean, I'll do it gladly. That's a business I will give my money to, but not more than I have to. So we, uh, John, going to hand it off to you. All right. Let's go. NBA Fire Takes. LeBron James is washed. He proved it in the second half against the Clippers. This game obviously means the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. They need to blow it up, rebuild, start over, get rid of LeBron. I would say build around Anthony Davis, but no. Anthony Davis is soft. (laughs) He had 17 post-ups, the most in his career, and he faded away about 12 times during that game going 4 for 12 on fadeaway jumpers. Not a good start. Kawhi Leonard, however, is the second coming of Michael Jordan, not Kobe Bryant as we saw in the early 2000s. Kawhi Leonard copies his game after Michael Jordan. I think he's better than Michael Jordan. I'll say it. Zion is going to be a bust. This knee injury is a sign of things to come. Stop laughing at me. It's actually not a bad take. Torn meniscus out six to eight weeks. I hope he's not a bust, but I think he's going to be. P.J. Washington, contrary to what I just said, he's going to be rookie of the year. He hit seven threes, which is an NBA record for a player's debut, and the Hornets actually beat the Bulls by one. Hornets, um, similarly, are going 82 and up. Luke Kennard from Duke scored 30 points for the Pistons in his first game. I think he's going to be the most improved player. Actually don't think that's much of an overreaction. Justice Winslow had 27-7-7 first game of the year. He's going to be an all-star. I'm going to switch to football real quick. 
Okay, hit me. Patriots have the best defense in the league in this decade? No. All time. Best defense of all time. First time since 1942 that a team has had two 30-point shutouts in the same season. And they did it in the first seven weeks. If the Patriots had not scored a point with their offense all season, they would be 500. 3-3-1. Kirk Cousins is an all-pro quarterback based on the last couple weeks. He's going to win MVP and lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl. But he's not cool. The Packers and Niners, contrary to what I just said about the Vikings, they're going to be in the NFC Championship game because the team with the best two, the two teams with the best record halfway through the season always make it to the NFC Championship game. And that's my overreaction. That was fire. That was fire. Thank you. That was <laughs> by Smoking far hot. The, the best one. And we've had some good ones, but mm. I'm I'm really glad I'm not doing him this week because there's no way I could live up to that. That was you you had me dying over here. That was great. That Thanks, was, man. That was fantastic. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. We're gonna be right back here next week at three o'clock. Let me turn up all these little dials and get my mouse over so I can hit start auto. It's super complicated, guys. Oh yeah. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. I'm Benjamin Denton and I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all. We are Water Strider. And you're listening to WKNC 88.1 Raleigh. And we love you. You do everything local. You eat local food. You breathe local air. When you're having a conversation, you're speaking locally. So take it the extra step and listen to 